So I would like to guide you uh, through forgiveness practice. Some of you, maybe it's your favorite practice, I don't know. As you progress in your practice of sending metta, loving kindness to yourself and also to a difficult person, sometimes you find it difficult. And there are many ways of dealing with that. One way is to send loving kindness to all beings, uh, elephants in Africa, anaconda in Brazil, uh, bears in America. Uh, you can send loving kindness to all beings without exception. And then you, the difficult person, you bring it later. On. You bring that person later on. You find it easier that way. It works for me. <laughs> Another way is actually to practice forgiveness practice. The Pali word is karma. That's K-H-A-M-A. It has many translations, patience also, and enduring, and, and also tolerance, endurance. But I, I like... Uh, also the meaning of the earth. You know the earth is very tolerant. We throw things to mother earth. So it accommodates everything. So that's also another meaning of the word uh, karma, which is commonly translated as forgiveness. The Buddha's teaching uh, give a few suttas in Anguttara Nikaya about forgiveness. But very little. The Buddha said, one who forgives is wise. One who forgives is wise. <laughs> and one who does not forgive is unwise. So maybe now you understand what the Buddha was trying to point to. Though there's not so many suttas talking about forgiveness, but uh, the practice of uh, patience and metta-loving kindness actually help, helps us to overcome anger and, and hatred. I found there's a book called Forgive for Good. This book, it's very helpful. It's called A Proven Prescription for Health and Happiness by Dr. Fred Luskin. I think it's from Stanford University. Actually, this program is still going on. I found it very, very helpful. It's, he's the director and co-founder of Stanford University Forgiveness Project. He says so many things which makes a lot of sense, actually, the scientific approach of forgiveness. Here he says, I define forgiveness as the experience of peace and understanding that can be felt in a present moment. You forgive by challenging the rigid rules you have for others, others, uh, other people's behavior, and by focusing your attention on the good things in your life as opposed to the bad. Forgiveness does not mean forgetting or denying that painful things occurred. Forgiveness is the powerful assertion, assertion that bad things will not ruin your today, even though, even though they may have spoiled the, your past. This is very, very powerful, actually. 
And he continued uh, saying, one of the central message, messages of my forgiveness training is that only three core components underlie the creation of any long-standing heart and grievance. One is exaggerated taking of personal offense. In other words, taking things too personally. The blaming of the offender for how you feel. The creation of grievance story. Is that familiar to you? So, according to him, if uh, you are finding it difficult to forgive, it's because you are going around the circles, that vicious circle. You take things too personally, and then after that, you, you, you blame others how you feel. You have a headache for the whole day, and you dump it to the other person. <laughs> you don't take responsibility, in other words. And then also you tell stories and where you're actually playing a victim. He also, he says here, what's forgiveness? The major obstacle to forgiving is a lack of understanding. Uh, okay, let me see here. A lack of understanding, just what forgiveness is. Some of us confuse forgiveness with condoning unkind actions. There are those who think that we forgive in order to repair the relationship with the offender. Some of us are afraid to give forgiveness, forgive, to forgive because we think we will not be able to seek justice. Some think that forgiveness has to be a precursor to reconciliation. Some of us think that forgiveness means, to, means we forget what happened. Others of us think that because our religion says we should forgive, we have to be able to. Each of these uh, conception is wrong. On and on he goes on. Okay, in brief, we have to know what forgiveness is and what it's not. So forgiveness does not mean condoning others, others' evil behaviors, but it does mean letting go of the emotion commotion of feeling hurt and wounded. Forgiveness is not the same as approval or forgetfulness. It's not weakness, it is strength. It heals old and new wounds. One who forgives is wise, according to the Buddha, and a wise person gives and forgives, whereas an unwise person gets and forgets. So this is uh, really what forgiveness is, actually. It's not like you're weak or you forget, but actually it's uh, that willingness to give up, to let go of your attachment to anger. That's what I feel uh, forgiveness is all about. There is a confusion of forgiveness and reconciliation. But uh, I found out reconciliation is actually a further step of restoration of friendship, friendly relationships. So you can forge those relationships and then amend them. But uh, the first step is forgiveness. It's very, very important. Anyway, the good news, you don't have to forgive today. <laughs> so it's a process. It's unfolding process. And it's a practice. So this is not uh, fake it until you make it, really. <laughs> it's really putting out that intentionality, really, okay, planting the seed. Okay, and open up slowly by slowly. And the good thing, 
is that mindfulness can help us to open up slowly, slowly, slowly. And we go to that age when, where we feel soft and we are willing to let go. So it doesn't have to be forced. In this session, I have to forgive. No, just open up slowly by slowly and see how it goes. Okay, I'll guide you. Take a moment or two to sit comfortable and feel at ease. Take a deep, slow breath and relax. Letting go of the past and future and the settle back in the present moment. As I'm guiding you through these phrases, you remember practicing forgiveness for oneself, to start with oneself, and forgiveness for those who have harmed you, and also asking forgiveness from others. So I'll take uh, one at a time. Okay, let us start with oneself. Start with yourself. Still, it's, it will be very, very good to focus on the good things that you have done. Maybe you've been generous. Also, the good thing that you can do is putting out the intention to forgive. Then reflect along these lines. Just as I have caused suffering to others, there are many ways that I have hurt and harmed myself. You don't have to go all the way from the time you were born. Just remember areas where you really have done something unskillful. Even a small thing, start with a small thing, not the heavy ones. Just a small thing that you've caused irritation towards others. I have betrayed or abandoned myself many times in thought, word, or deed, knowingly or unknowingly. And again, Recall those moments. You can recall those moments where you have abandoned yourself knowingly or unknowingly. Or you've betrayed yourself, your intuition. For the many ways. I've hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, out of pain, out of confusion, and now extended a full heartfelt forgiveness. You can connect to the phrase itself. Really honestly. 
connecting to the meaning of the words. I forgive myself. I forgive myself unconditionally. So you can repeat that mentally as many times as possible, spacing yourself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself unconditionally. That's the best we can do to forgive oneself. Maybe other people may not forgive us, but the best thing we can do is to forgive other or oneself. If you, if you forgive yourself, then it's going to be easier to forgive others. So that's the starting point. Just as I have caused suffering to others, there are many ways that I have harmed or hurt myself. I have betrayed and abandoned myself many times in thought, word, or deed, knowingly or unknowingly. For the many ways I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, out of pain, out of confusion, I now extend a full heartfelt forgiveness. I forgive myself. I forgive myself unconditionally. This is your gift you have. You can love, you can forgive yourself, you can love yourself, but don't force it. It's not something that you force, it's that intentionality. We are planting a seed of your intention to let it go. These difficult emotions of aversion, of hatred, of anger. The more you let it go, 
the more you forgive yourself. It's a process. And trust the process. And then if you feel overwhelmed, just come to mindfulness of the body. And open up. Come to the mind and just see the mind as a sky and the emotions just passing like clouds. Then we go on to practice forgiveness for those who have harmed us. That's the next step. There are many ways I have been harmed or abandoned knowingly or unknowingly in thought, word or deed. There are many ways I have been harmed or abandoned knowingly or unknowingly in thought, word or deed. I remember the many ways that others have hurt or wounded me out of pain out of fear, out of confusion. I've carried this pain in my heart and mind long enough to the extent that I'm ready. I offer you forgiveness. You can bring to your mind that person, or you can mention that name silently, let's say to, to ABC, who have caused me harm or hurt. I offer my forgiveness now. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. See if you can really forgive from the bottom of your heart. And if you can't, no problem. Just rest in intention to forgive. Maybe now it's not the time. So you can just go to forgiveness to yourself, forgiving yourself. 
until you really feel very comfortable and you are forgiving yourself and then you can go to the others The third step is asking forgiveness from others. There are many ways that I have hurt or harmed others, have betrayed or abandoned them, caused them suffering knowingly or unknowingly, out of pain, out of fear, out of anger, out of confusion. I ask for, for your forgiveness now. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Let's see, see if there's any phrase that resonates with you that you can repeat silently as we continue to meditate on forgiveness practice. You can remember. forgive myself unconditionally I forgive you please forgive me so you forgive yourself unconditionally you forgive others unconditionally you ask others to forgive you Remember, there's nobody keeping tabs up there in the space of what are skillful things and unskillful things you are doing. And nobody up there is forgiving you. 
the higher power that is forgiving you. There's nobody, there's no higher power there forgiving you actually. But we can acknowledge what we have done as unskillful things we've done to others and we ask for forgiveness. This is very practical. Maybe that person is pa past our already. Still we can ask for forgiveness or we can forgive them. Really the practice is about us to be free from this emotion, commotion.
May all beings be free from suffering and its causes. May all beings be free from suffering and its causes. May all beings be free from suffering and its causes. We have 25 minutes to clear some of the things that you may not understand about this practice. So, yes, okay, before you do that, let me just remind you what we do in the monastery. In the monastery, we practice forgiveness on daily basis. But we acknowledge also there is nobody there up there <laughs> forgiving us. So we say, So we ask, okay, this is how we do it. If by deed, speech, or thought I have done something unskillful, forgive me or teacher. In that case, the, there's a banter there, but say a honorific title. We refer to the Buddha, or oh, the great wise one. So then, um, if I've done something uh, unskillful, knowingly, unknowingly, through body, speech, or mind, uh, I, I uh, forgive me or Dhamma. So we ask the Dhamma to forgive us. So it's not a human being, it's not a person. So uh, immediately, seen and Timeless. So that's one of the quality of the Dharma. Immediately seen and timeless. Uh, if I've done something uh, wrong, I mean unskillful by body, speech, or mind, uh, we ask also forgive, forgive me, O Sangha, noble ones, who have seen the right path. So, in, our, in other words, the, the three jewels, the quality, uh, I mean the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, we ask for forgiveness. Is an acknowledgement that we have kind of goofed. <laughs> I mean, we have done something unskillful so that we don't carry that kind of uh, remorse, I mean, uh, guilt, actually. So it's not something that, uh, like, uh, when you're, a practice that you are, I think is called confession, though we call it that way, but this is a kind of uh, a practice that we acknowledge that we have done something unskillful and then we determine not to do the same thing in the future and also we actually restrain from the future we we we, we actually restrain we try to restrain to, uh, to from doing the same thing in the future and also we try to do what is skillful so there are four steps one is to acknowledge that you've done something unskillful the second one is to uh, amend according uh, according to the Dharma, that means you practice mindfulness and forgiveness practice, and then you restrain from the future, and also you do good. So if you go through those four processes, I think uh, you won't have remorse because you have a determination uh, to do something good, and also you don't have that kind of guilt or holding on to, oh, this is my unskillful thing and we hold on to things like this. Okay, any question? So that's what we do on daily basis in the monastery. 
we do it to the senior teacher and the senior teacher does to us. And the other ways of we do it when we are also leaving the monastery or when we are coming back to the monastery. Yeah, so this practice is that is ongoing actually. It's part of our practice in the monastery. All right, any question, please ask. It's gone? <laughs> oh, you're thinking about it. Okay, maybe I answered it. <laughs> Did I answer it when I was... It got resolved. Oh, resolved. It's good that actually I sensed it, maybe. Okay, another question about forgiveness practice. Either way, it doesn't matter if you have. It doesn't matter if you've harmed yourself. Forgive yourself. If you have harmed others, ask others to forgive you. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter really. <laughs> yes, and then uh, really you come back to yourself. I really forgive myself. All right. So you forgive yourself. You give forgiveness to others, and you ask others to give forgiveness to you. So it's exchange. It doesn't matter where you start, but it's good to start with yourself. Because if you don't forgive yourself, how can you forgive others? So you, you, I think starting with yourself, it's very, very important. The same thing when we send metta, also we start with oneself. And also try to see good quality about yourself. Because usually we focus on negative side only. Then if we forget, I mean if we focus only on the neg negative side, or unskilled side of ourselves, then we cannot forgive and also we cannot practice metta. So that's why it's very good to stop some kind of positive emotion. Uh, something you like about yourself. You can rest in your awareness that I want to forgive. I want to be good. I want to send loving kindness. All those things are very important. And then you repeat the phrases. The same thing when it comes to others, trying to see the good things about others. Others, uh, the good things that people have in uh, you, f you have to find out. In my experience, I found out that most of the people whom I don't like are the people who have been my friends. I don't know about you. <laughs> the people who really have been my friend, even the best friends, and then they just turn against me. <laughs> oh, so then you don't like them. You forget all the good things. In Uganda, we say that uh, I do 100 things, and when I do one bad thing, you forget everything. So it's amazing if we do only one, one bad thing, and 100 good things, they evaporate. It's amazing. I've seen it in my experience. I didn't re read it in a Tipitaka. In a tipitaka is our kind of a Bible. <laughs> it's such a big volume. I didn't read that one anywhere. I just found out in my experience hundred things, you do hundred things, and only you do one bad thing, and everything, eh? The whole world shatters. <laughs> flat tire syndrome. <laughs> the whole world go like flat tire. I've seen it. One time it happened to me, I was talking with a friend, how the same thing happens. We are just on the same topic, actually, about how you do hundred things, and when you do good things, and then you do bad things, one bad thing, and the people forget all the hundred things, and something happened, and exactly that's what happened. <laughs> yes, 
every, all hundred things were negated and then one bad thing, unskilled thing that happened. Yeah. And knowingly or unknowingly, something happened and so it has been my experience at least. Yeah. So any question, all right. Yes. Uh, somebody is asking uh, about the practice of metta, loving kindness, and forgiveness practice. Uh, how much time should you spend uh, with forgiveness and metta, and also different different categories with oneself, others? Uh, actually, there's no really time. It's just see how you feel. Actually, sometimes we're spacious, and then all the phrases are are going very well. They are not mechanical. Right, because you have, don't feel this kind of aversion and all these things. So then you can just flow easily. And the energy flows easily from oneself. You feel, wow, I love myself so much. I <laughs> <laughs> just have to mention one phrase, may you be well up and peaceful. Poof, you're floating in the air with all this love and all these things. And you got a difficult person. And then you find one good thing they gave you chocolate and, and maybe ice cream, and you really wanted that kind of ice cream. It's called, uh, uh, here they used to be Ben and Barrel. What? Ben, I've forgotten. Yes, yes. I was here in 99. That's when I last ate about this, guy, this ice cream. <laughs> hey, so somebody give me that ice cream, and then I remember, record that. And so, now, if they do something now, say, oh, I remember in 99, you gave me this ice cream. <laughs> and then, then I forgot about whether they forgot to give me my, my tea in the evening. And I can easily forget that. And then I have loving kindness for them. And then I go to a friendly person. So it depends, actually, it's from time to time. You know, this practice doesn't happen in this clock. I mean, it doesn't follow this clock. It has an internal clock. <laughs> Forget about Newton's clock, <laughs> about how the practice unfolds. It depends on from time to time. Sometime you st send loving kindness to yourself, and oh, you don't even say good quality about yourself. You know, maybe you don't have enough mindfulness to see what's the good qualities that you have. Then you, maybe you have to spend more time with that. Then also difficult person. Maybe you, as soon as you focus on that difficult person, you really focus on the most difficult thing they have done to you. Then you have a kind of a block there. So then you have to do more work. Try to remember good things they have done. Try to practice forgiveness practice and do many, many other things. Or even try to, call, uh, to practice what I call bypass method, where you have to actually go to all beings you skip them and just go to and descend loving kindness to all different things, rattlesnakes, everything. <laughs> Every, you know, this is what the practice methods are about. All, even the, the, in Australia, I was there, there's a very, very poisonous snake. It's called Saipan or what? I saw it, it was very peaceful actually. I couldn't believe that that's the most poisonous snake. I just sent meta to it. <laughs> but they told me it really takes split second for you to die. But I sent meta even to those things. 
In fact, actually, the Pali word for uh, Maitri is friendship, but also my teacher, Bante Gunaratana, told me another word for that word, it's a sans- Sanskrit, is metta means also sun. The sun, you know when the sun shines? It shines to everything. It doesn't have exception. Oh, he's a good yogi in Bari. Let me shine more. And then, oh, this is a big elephant in Africa. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, this is a difficult person. No, no, no. The sun, that just shines. So the same thing, meta should be like that. It just shines. So the same thing, uh, you have to do that. Recently, I was teaching in Washington, D.C., uh, kids. I gave them a question, which is, you, you find it in a commentary, Visudimaga. I said that, okay, if somebody come to you and say, I'd like to beat you, and then also say, I'd like to beat your friend, or I'd like to beat your parents, and, and also enemies. You have enemies? They say, yes, we have enemies. So if somebody wants to beat your enemy, so between you, your friends, and enemy, uh, who, who, whom are you going to give? The kids told me, oh, I'll tell them to beat my enemy because I don't want my enemy. So, but actually, there shouldn't be a choice that, okay, you should give your enemy or your friends or yourself. If you give yourself, it's still, still not that, that loving kindness. Also, enemies and all that thing. So, it should be all over. So, now, when you have this kind of forgiveness practice, see how it unfolds, right? So, we, we practice it at the very beginning of the meditation, at least it's from my training with Sadhu Silananda, every time we, we practice uh, uh, meditation, first forgiveness practice and metta, like this. So you don't have to wait until, okay, you are really raging in anger with the difficult person and then you pull forgiveness practice. No, it should be ongoing practice. Uh, at the very beginning of your practice of metta, then it's recommended. But maybe those are, not the, those are not the instruction you got, but that's how I was trained myself as a monk. But of course, uh, you can see when you need to use it. We are giving you tools, eh? like a toolbox. It's up to you to, uh, it's up to, you to know when you're going to pull those tools. There's no one fem- formula, okay, now do this, this, no, no, no. It's actually uh, uh, us to find our own rhythm, actually, when to pull out this when we need it. The key is that you should have a toolbox. It's very important. How are you going to pull it and when? It depends on where you are at in your practice, how much mindfulness you have, how much effort you have, many, many variables, actually. It's, uh, maybe in the person, the way they apply their practice is going to be different from you. Yeah, but the standard practice, you should understand it. The, how it flows. The, the aim is to let go of anger and not to hold on to it. Okay. Uh, somebody asked uh, should, uh, if I can explain more uh, about how I, we practice in the monastery. It sounds like it's over, and I'm, I'm over with it. There's no problem. That's what you're saying. Yeah, mainly just what the word means in the context of your practice. Right. Okay. The thing, actually, we know that when we have done something unskillful, there's a tendency to have kind of remorse, right? And then there's a tendency also to have uh, guilt. 
uh, which is like anger directed towards yourself. You know, anger has also is energy. If you direct towards others, then it's aggression, oppression. If you direct towards ourselves, feeling bad that we have done something, then that's guilt, so uh, self-pity. So in a monastery, when we do it, it's not that, okay, uh, somebody who's listening to us, oh, yeah, they are forgiving us, it's over. No, 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 no. It's actually an acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we have done something unskillful. And then there is also a determination not to do the same thing in the future. And also amendment. We have to amend by the practice of forgiveness. Amend according to the Dharma. We go to the, um, our friends in the holy life and then we tell them that we have done something as an acknowledgement. But the last stage is actual determination to do good. But the thing that when we confess, uh, if you have done something, in Buddhism we have a, a teaching which is about the law of karma and this karma and vipaka. The, what you've done has a potential to bring results. Right? That's what in Pali we call it vipaka. That means the results of your karma. So now, our acknowledgement helps us to overcome that remorse. But we know, by the same token, we know that our actions are not going to be erased by somebody say, oh, I forgive you, you're a good monk, go and have a chocolate. Forget about it. Forget about what you've done. No, no, no. We know that still we are going to face the results of our actions. So it's not like a razor, okay? Forgiveness, okay. <laughs> you are done. <laughs> the clean paper. No, no, no. We acknowledge also that we have to do good so that we... Uh, collect more uh, merits, we collect more wholesome de uh, actions and um, so that they can at least have power to superimpose the negative ones, the unskillful ones. Even the Buddha gave, a, uh, gave an analogy about when you have done something unskillful and you continue doing the same thing, it's like putting a piece of salt, small salt, in a cup. The result of that, when you drink it, is too salty, right? But if you have done something unskillful, and then you stop, and then you st start doing good things, skillful states of mind, you accumulate them, accumulate them. It's like using the same piece of salt and put it in a lake there. So... It's going to be diluted. It will not have a lot of effect. So when it comes to re receiving your vipaka, your results of the action, you receive it, but it will not be so, not so much impactful. It, was, it will not have the same impact as somebody who has been doing unskilled things. So it's not about erasing. It's about actually acknowledging, overcome remorse, but we know that we finally will get our results. We, we don't actually think that, okay, now the, commas, uh, the results are done now. No, 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 it's not like that. So do, did I answer your question? Yes, yes. Right. 
So you understood then? Okay, good. So I'm very happy. <laughs> so in other words, nobody can forgive your sins. In short, nobody can. <laughs> we can actually do some good things and slowly by slowly, we might experience our results, but not so, not so um, impactful. Very, very important to remember that. And of course, once you get enlightenment, uh, you can receive still your results. Uh, remember Moglana. Venerable Moglana was, uh, he was enlightened. He had really uh, overcome greed, hatred, and delusion and attained full enlightenment, but he was stoned to death. He was stoned to death because of his past actions. So, even somebody who's enlightened, still he can reap the results of his past karma because he had, he had killed a ma mother or something like that. Yes. In many lifetimes, I think he has harmed the mothers. So, you can see that uh, this uh, nobody's going to forgive us. But actually, we can, at least this present moment, be free from remorse and all that. And then we move on to do good things. Okay. Yes. Right. To do forgiveness. I'm wondering how is apology the same and different from what you're calling acknowledgement? Uh, I feel I think you've had this question, so you have a very good voice. So uh, actually for me, acknowledgement is also ap apology. You apologize, it's acknowledging because if you don't uh, acknowledge, then you cannot apologize. That makes sense? For me, according to me, this is my understanding. <laughs> and you know that English is my other language. <laughs> so the way I understand acknowledgement is the same thing. Acknowledgement, but of course, apology, uh, sometimes people feel guilt about it and apologize. Uh, depends on who's apologizing, whether I feel guilty or not. But me, I feel if somebody is acknowledging something, he's, oh, one is saying that, okay, you know, I did this, please, have a look. There was no intention behind it. I didn't do it intentionally. And for me, I found out in my practice is that most of the things people really get uh, annoyed about me is that I didn't do it intentionally. Really, even as a monk, sometimes uh, I do things unintentionally. In many countries I travel, those who don't know that even that I'm a monk, and then people take things too personally. I said, no, I'm, I just became a monk to, to overcome that. How can I do that? So I tell people that, no, there was no intention. There is no aversion towards this. I was just telling you this as the truth to avoid the problem. Yeah, so this is a very important. Uh, acknowledgement is very important to acknowledge and, and uh, apologize. Say sorry. In fact, that's very important. Sorry, I have done something un unskillful. But also the word you use, uh, most people say, I've done something wrong. This kind of 
word wrong, the, it's emotionally charged. That's why in this practice we say unskillful. That means leading my suffering, your suffering, and others. Skillful, then it's leading to my happiness, your happiness, and others. So there's a psychological distinction there. Of course, we use the word wrong and right just in a day life, but really, to really go to the deep state of mind, you, you want to distinguish between what's skillful and unskillful. What is skillful? It's something that motivated by generosity, loving kindness, and wisdom. What's unskillful is what's motivated by greed, hatred, and delusion. So other than wrong, then the question is from whose point of view? The Pope? Bante? The teachers? <laughs> no. So there's that kind of saying, when you say wrong, there's somebody who said wrong and right. But if I say something unskillful, or unskillful then I can have a psychological basis of distinguishing between these two mental states. So you get you tell somebody, you know, I've done something wrong. No, you you tell them, okay, I've done something unskillful. I've caused you suffering, <coughs> and all these things. So that at least it's not like feeling very bad about it as you're apologizing. Anyway, think, uh, forgive me, I've run out of time. <laughs> Thank you very much for your practice. Keep on practicing. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.